Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I am so excited. My pal and the head of Cowboys for Trump and an amazing human being who is fighting for us all. Cooey Griffin is here with us today to give us a little update on what is going on with the insanity from 1-6 and a little bit about himself, because all of you know him and have seen him and love him. But uh, maybe you don't know much about him. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Mel. It's great to be on today. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. We had so much fun together in Branson and I've been dying to have you Absolutely. on and we're finally here. And um, I just want for my audience that might not know you, I mean, everyone knows you because you, you everyone loves you. Cowboys for Trump was such a cool uh, thing. But if you. you can tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got here and what you're doing, because I know you're also in the government in New Mexico as well. So if you can just uh, kind of. That's correct. Briefly. Yeah, I've got fi- I've got fires going on all sides right now. Um, okay. But don't we all if we're involved in politics? I mean, there's nothing been nothing crazier. But yeah, I hold office here in New Mexico. I'm a county commissioner in a, a county called Otero County. It's um, home of Holloman Air Force Base as well as White Sands National Monument. Um, a conservative conservative fabric um, and. Uh, yeah, as, as I entered my, my term in 2018, um, you know, the president was, uh, was fighting a good fight as far as the border, the border right. fight goes. And, uh, and we're a county that's affected by an unsecured border. So as I saw the president um, fighting hard, I, uh, and, and if you remember back in 2018, whenever he had shut the government down for a, a few weeks to right. get border wall funding, and then he was fixing to do it again on uh, February 15th, I thought, well, how can, how can we from here in New Mexico be a very visible um, sign of support for the president? And I thought, well, I'll put a group of guys together. We'll go out to, uh, we flew out to Cumberland, Maryland, um, about 13 of us, and we rode horseback from a, uh, from Cumberland into Washington, D.C., along the Potomac River. It was so, so great. I, I remember yeah. watching it, and I was like, yeah. look at those guys go. So yeah, then you got to the White a, House, and you actually got, he invited you guys in, right? That's right. Yeah, we. Uh, it took us about 10 days. It was about 170 miles, and that was, you know, we needed a name for ourselves, and I just thought, well, we'll just call ourselves Cowboys for Trump, you know, so that's, that's kind of how it all started. Just totally grassroots, um, God inspired, I believe. Right. And, uh, and it's been a, a wonderful trip. Yeah. At the end of the, at the end of that ride, um, we went on Fox and friends that Sunday and, uh, and then we were all flying. I had to get back here. We were going to have our second amendment sanctuary County resolution on that following day to protect our second amendment on a County level. So, I was the first flight out. So I was at the airport in Newark, New Jersey, um, in the terminal by myself. And uh, a friend of mine, Senate Minority Leader from here on the state level, Jim Townsend. uh, Jim called me and he said, Coy goes, the president of the United States has been calling around for your phone number. (laughs) He said, he tells me, he goes, if you get a call from an unknown number, you make sure you answer it. No sooner did he say that my phone ding and it was an unknown number, you know, so. I clicked over. I spent probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes on the phone with the president um, and really just feel like Mel that I just uh, I really got a good uh, feel or read for his heart right from the beginning. You know, I mean, um, as I started that first conversation out, um, I told the president, I said, you know, I said, Mr. President, I said, I know that you get armchair quarterback by everybody around you, and everybody around you is a critic. I said, but I just want to tell you on behalf of myself, as well as millions of others just like me, keep doing exactly what you're doing because you're doing a damn good job, you know. And and uh, he appreciated everything I said. He invited me to come back um, on that call. He said, come back because we had brought him a cowboy hat. And I said, come back, I'll get the hat and I'll get a chance to meet you guys. And I, I told him I can't this trip. I said, I've got to go back to New Mexico. I have to be there to represent my people. Uh, but we'll pick a, a better day and some warmer weather and we'll bring you your hat. And, uh, you know, Mel, um, that, that day never worked out, you know, and, and uh, we never were able to get him his hat. But at the same time, um, I still think we're going to. 
I still think we're going to get him the hat. I, you know, I mean, I'm just like you are. I think that very soon the covers are going to be jerked off this deal. The corruption is going to be exposed. The integrity of the election is going to be found out. And Trump is going to be reinstated into his rightful place as president of the United States. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a great ride, been, though. Yeah, he must have been uh, happy also because you're a border guy and you knew uh, the truth about the border and that he really did so much. And we talked about it when I was talking to you when we were together in Branson, yeah. um, the how much he did to end the trafficking and the drugs and the. And everything and the violence and the gangs on the border. And now we're uh, it looks like we're back uh, back in a, a worse place than we were before by design. How is it going oh, yeah. down there where you are? Oh, it's completely out of control, you know, and here we have mass migration unvetted coming across the border, just oozing into our communities. All the while, our four-foot-nothing communist governor from Santa Fe, Michelle Lujan, Lujan Grisham, is wanting to put all of our kids back in masks and force a vaccine in on us because she's so concerned about the coronavirus okay. while, we have, while we have a border that is completely unchecked. And we have, we have the Border Patrol is taking people in that are testing positive Right. for COVID and they're turning them loose. You right. know, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous on every level. Right. And, uh, but you know, whenever the president was fighting so hard for the border and border funding and the build a wall, what really, um, one of the main motivators to go do this ride to support the president was because I got so sick of everybody saying Trump's wall and Trump only wants the wall. And like, like it was only Donald Trump that wanted the wall while we're sitting here so great that we actually have a president that is concerned about the security right. of our border towns in our state, you know? So, right. And also, I mean, yeah. like I've talked to uh, Victor Avila is a great guy that was a uh, ICE agent and border agent. And he tells me not only um, is, uh, is there a big problem there, but that the cartel uh, decides that it's really it's a giant business down there on the border uh, and the Biden regime must be in on it because the cartel decides who comes across. And as President Trump said, they're not sending their best and brightest. They're, they're letting people out of their jails and stuff. And also the children, they're not unaccompanied minors, they're trafficked children, kidnapped children. And uh, they don't they don't even care where they're going once they come across. It's, it's absolutely heartbreaking to watch. And um, I know you're down there fighting, but Terrible. you know, at this point, it's just uh, now, now people won't even, you definitely are on a mission from God because you are on way too many fronts in this battle, but people might not know that you unfortunately were representing um, yourself and, and a lot of people when you went down there on January 6th uh, for a peaceful protest and you being you, of course, they were very happy to arrest you. So you were arrested on 1-6. Right. Uh, can you walk That's me right. through what happened? Yeah, on January 6th, I, uh, I walked shoulder to shoulder lockstep with thousands of other freedom-loving patriots. Uh -huh. And I mean, from all walks of life, male, you know, um, just the salt of the earth, pretty much. And we walked down there to the front of the Capitol and and as you say, I, I walked up, I was on the inaugural side. I walked up on the steps and really the unction that I had mailed to go down there was to go pray with people. I, I had a, a, a message from a good friend of mine, Gary Chapman, a Christian recording of, uh, artist. And uh, Gary encouraged me to go pray with people on that day. So I did. And, uh, you know, I never, I never broke anything. I never push through any barricades. I did nothing at all that I feel any conviction at all over. We left on our own accord. I never was told to leave. Um, never heard that we couldn't be there. Long story short, January 17th, I traveled back to Washington, D.C. because I wanted to go see the inauguration with my own eyes because I believe nothing that I see in the media nowadays. I believe nothing that the government tells me. And I didn't believe that Biden was the du was duly elected or that he was even going to be inaugurated. You know, right. so I w I went to go see it with my own eyes. The FBI hooked me up January the 17th, charged me with a misdemeanor trespass charge. 
And I spent the following three weeks in the Department of Corrections in Washington, D.C. Oh, my so God. It so was it was the most it, it was the most difficult time of my life. And I'll tell you, Mel, not only did they throw me in jail, but the first nine days of my incarceration, I spent in total solitary confinement. Oh, my God. Where they didn't allow me a shower. They didn't allow me a phone call with an attorney. They allowed me nothing because under the premise that I wouldn't take the COVID vaccine, um, which I refused whenever they put, whenever they right. went to process me, they, they told me I had to take the COVID vaccine. I told them that I had my own personal convictions about taking, I mean, not the vaccine, the test, I'm sorry. Right. I said, I've, I had my own personal convictions about taking the COVID test right. and I refused. So um, in punishment for refusing, they stuck me in total solitary confinement for nine days again, no shower, no phone call, a cell no bigger than a walk-in closet. And it was extremely hard. Um, on day nine, I went ahead and, and it wasn't male because they broke me because they didn't break me. I could I could have gone longer. The reason why I, I met went you. Nobody could because break. I knew that I would be, I would, I knew, but I knew that I would be of more uh, help or importance outside of that cell than inside of that cell. So I went ahead and took it. They kept me for another 11 days, three weeks total. Um, and, you know, I was locked up with some of the higher profile guys, Jacob Chansley, the one that they call the QAnon oh show. I can't believe he, that. He was in the cell just next to me. Um, and Jacob and I would usually get out at the same time every day. And, uh, man, my heart breaks for that guy, Mel, because, you know, I mean, I had personal one-on-one -on -one conversations with him, just him and I inside the jail. And I would pray with him, I witnessed to him. Um, me and Jacob have very differing uh religious Jews, if you will. Um, he, he's very in, involved in paganism and science and that's so that end of it where I'm firmly washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus. And my only hope is in the power of his resurrection. So we, we differ there, but you know, one thing about Jacob Chansley is he's one of these kind of, in my opinion, kind of weird kind of pacifists. I mean, he believes in no violence at all, not killing anything. I mean, this is the kind of guy, Mel, that will catch a house fly in his house and take it outside and release it back out into the wild, you know? Right. Yeah. But Jacob Chansley is still locked up today, and he did nothing violent on that day. He was only walking by the Capitol. The doors were open. Right. He walked in in his Halloween costume. And they said, come on up here. They escorted him into the Senate chambers, yeah. took some pictures of him. And that poor guy, and I was concerned about him whenever I was locked up, Mel, because I would look in there at Jake and he'd be sitting on his bed and he would just drape a towel over his head and he would just sit there looking at his feet all day long. I mean, the guy's going to, he's going to be so, I mean, I pray that he's not, but he very well could be a very, have some very strong myths have some mental issues after this right. deal, you know, I mean, yeah, well, that's where, that's where I'm most upset. Uh, yeah, I pray for him. First of all, I met, I, I got to know you in real life and, uh, you know, I, I just, you're a good voice for these people. I mean, nothing could break you, but you also are so positive. Even after all of this has happened, you're so positive and so out yeah. there and everything like you haven't you haven't dropped any any ounce of belief and faith and and all of it and, and you've been a true warrior and and i know you are Thank for the you. people stu still in there but here's my issue um you know uh our military took an oath to the constitution and took an oath to we the people and i'm very confused because those those people including you i believe are prisoners of war are um political prisoners and I cannot understand for the life of me how the good military men out there who took their oath seriously, uh, the U.S. Marshals, all the, how they're allowing prisoners of war, basically political prisoners on our soil in the District of Columbia. How is this happening? I tell you, it's just unbelievable, Mel. And, you know, I mean, 
It's unfortunate. It doesn't matter what level it's on nowadays. If it's on the very lowest or the very highest, nobody takes their oath of office seriously anymore. You know, whenever I was sworn in the county commissioner here in uh, Otero County, I was the only elected official, including the sheriff, that placed their hand on a Bible and swore. Everybody else just stood there and raised their right hand, you know? That's truly it's devastating. Like, that is what, horrible. What, I can't what, it, I mean... I think that that's where if this still continues on and we have to fight it back from the bottom, I hope that the, I hope they're exposed at the top. I don't know right now. I don't, they're so powerful that I don't know if we can get it broke loose at the top. But what I do know is we can break it loose at the bottom. Right. What we need to do is any locally elected le official that's not honoring their oath of office, we need to remove them from right. that office, however, with whatever means it takes. Right. You know, I asked a, a senior state legislator just yesterday, um, this been in politics forever. We had a public forum here and I asked him, I said, um, Mr. Gallegos, what do we need to do in order to remove, because it was the school board was the issue. These school board members have taken an oath too. Sick and I said, Mr. Gallegos, if they're not honoring their oath, what can we do to remove them? He didn't even know. And he's been in politics his whole life. It's like, I don't know right now. What right. kind of mechanism do we need to put into place right. to start removing officials from their office? That's what we need to begin to dialogue yeah. And I mean, I don't know if we do that through the office of the county sheriff or through the magistrate courts or what lower level that we need to operate through, but we need to start bleeding these maggots out that aren't, right. that aren't honoring their oaths to their office. Right. And that's all of them. Well, that's what I say a lot of times about the uh, theft of the election. It wasn't a theft of the election from Donald Trump. It was a theft of the election from we, the people. But that's also, right. you have to keep in mind, if they cheated on that level, then the sheriff, the uh, judges, the uh, the education, the um, all all the down ballots probably are cheated too. Absolutely. So that's why the audit is not about Donald Trump. It's very obvious. It's about yeah. who on the down ballot is in there that yeah. doesn't belong there. And the fact that you just told me that people weren't taking the oath on the Bible is horrifying to me because oh, we are a Judeo Christian country, and that was that's part of it. Um, one thing I do want to say, I wonder what you think of this in the Constitution. First of all, most of the stuff going on here, the Constitution uh, should be the law of the land. All these agencies, the one that arrested you, they're all unconstitutional. And I've been saying what was meant in the original Constitution was the executive branch and the cabinet, the 538 representatives of the sovereign states of America, the Supreme Court and the military. And but there was a thing in there. And Jefferson said that when the um, because the, the Constitution is for we, the people, they work for us. But something happened that's here right. that's gotten so upside down. But what it, what is legal in there is for we, the people, to form a militia when the government becomes so tyrannical and despotic that it's no longer representing we, the people or living up to the Constitution, which is where we are. And part of what I think happened on January 6th was to demonize the people who would become the militia and turn the whole Patriot Act on oh, the supporters because it is constitutional for we the people to start a militia. And I spoke to somebody last week and I said, I think they started this whole domestic terrorist thing so that we don't ever try that because that uh, is constitutional. And the sheriff uh, is, the, is the law of the land. And right. I said, can't we go to the sheriff, somebody like you and local people and say, listen, we want to start a militia, but we don't want to get arrested as domestic terrorists with this new nonsense. But it's in the Constitution. There's got to be a way so that we, the people, can protect ourselves. What, what do you think there's, of that? Absolutely. And there's great safeguards that we have that are constructors of our Constitution put in place. The greatest is out of the office of sheriff, as we both know. Right. He's a supreme law of the of the land. Right. And, you know, I mean, I I told our county sheriff the other day, I said, you know, just by you go just by you saying that you're not going to enforce unconstitutional laws does not go far enough for me. Right. I want you to keep 
unconstitutional laws from being enforced. If that takes kicking the state police and the federal agencies out of your county, kick them the hell out of your county, but protect the people's rights. And, you know, I mean, if we if we boil down to a place where we have to take a stand, we don't take a stand each one on their own at their own house. We take a stand behind our county sheriff. And if our county sheriff doesn't have a backbone or salt, then we remove him out of that office until we get a county sheriff that will stand in the gap. But another another way that we could we could make sure, Mel, that um, that we're not being controlled from the top is we can get a hold of our elections at the at the bottom. You know, Um, you and I have have listened to Sidney Powell enough to know this, that anytime Sidney is asked, what is the key to safeguard our election? She, you can bet your boot she's going to say two words, paper ballots, right. paper ballots. Right. As county commissioners, I have an agenda. I have, I'm, we have a, an agenda item on our next commission uh, meeting, and I'm going to start pushing for paper ballots right here in Otero County. Right. We can do that on the local levels, and there's no reason why we why we shouldn't be able to put the infrastructure in place take the dominion voting machines oh like we God. use in new mexico and throw them in the trash can right and have paper ballots that are verified by an id and we do it on the grassroots county level and right. we do it by standing on and behind and through our oath to our office because that's part of our oath to have fair and fair and and fair elections, you know? Right. And I think people have to realize that the sheriff is the law of the land in the sovereign states. And, you know, they really, they really done the kabuki theater with the old, uh, the old NGOs run by Soros and all these other billionaires that come in and they, they talk about democracy and this and that. No, we're a constitutional Republic. And that, that district of Columbia is supposed to just do certain things to keep the union together. And all the overreach, they would now they want to send capital police into different states. They want to they want to shut down the sovereign states from audits. All of this. We are way past. It feels like there's a monarchy. It feels like we're, we're in, in in D.C. is now a rogue monarchy, like the French Revolution or something. And like you said, he's in the Constitution that we it is in our rights to form the militia. Actually, the founding fathers were a militia. Yeah. And, you know, that's where that's where it's getting very. That's what I think this whole one six thing was about to scare people from thinking just like, you know, we know the FBI infiltrated the Proud Boys. They infiltrated the Oath Keepers. They infiltrated all the. Oh, sure. And now we're at a place sure. where we can't trust the FBI, the DOJ, the Supreme Court, the Congress or Senate. And now we have a rogue placed uh, government. And like you said, it's it is up to us. And like you, we have to, we have to knock on our sheriff's door and say, you know Absolutely. what, you were elected and this matters because you know, that Maricopa County Sheriff with the audit down there, he's a George Soros pick. And what I've been doing in my own area, I'm in New York city, unfortunately. And, uh, but when I look at what they're doing to the kids in school with that critical race theory and the um, oh, LGBTQ yeah. and then all of that, and then you go, and if you look into who is on the school board or who is in city council, and you scrape down, you're going to find some kind of grant or some kind of fellowship or something that they went through that's one of these open societies or one of these trusts or foundations that put them there. And we, we yeah. like, I think we've been lied to basically uh, to think that we even have a choice. I think our I that the left and right, the Republican and Democrat are at least in dc are a total farce oh yeah where, where are we now yeah. no amen absolutely and, and i'll tell you something else that you, you know it might be something that you you may you know really remember and really try to uh remind people is that so many times we look at our our county sheriffs as being a law enforcement position it's not law. It's not law enforcement. It's political. It's the most important political position that we have in government. It's all all the way to the point that we give them a gun and a badge and we put them in charge of the law. Right. They have the most authority of any other political figure. But 
the reason why most of our sheriffs fail is because they come up through this law enforcement structure and they come into that office and they think it's about law enforcement and about running a department and following protocols and procedures. And it's not, it's political and none of them have any political skin on them. So the first time any crossword said about them, they're over the Sorry for them. Charles are protected. He's still there. Yeah, I think we might have brought might have broke for a minute. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's political. It's a political position, and it needs to be approached as such. It's not law enforcement. You have a an under sheriff to take care of the law enforcement side of it. Right. But the actual sheriff needs to be only focused individual rights and freedoms and liberties. Right. Well, that's that's why. That's the one thing that I think is going to come out of this going forward. You should be the sheriff, by the way. But what <laughs> I hope you are next. No, I, You'd be great. Uh, I made the I made the announcement. I tell you, I don't know where all this stuff's going to hit at. But if it keeps going the direction that it's going, the county that I'm from in New Mexico is one of the largest counties in New Mexico with the least amount of population. It's way off the beaten path. It would be very easy to secure. And I already told them if we need to have an Alamo, we'll do it there and I'll run for county sheriff and we'll we'll secure it. Yeah, you know? that's what we need right now. We need people to understand that the, well, the one person that should be fighting for our rights is the sheriff. People don't even know that. They don't even think about it. And then again, you know, this whole defund the police and all of this, the sheriff can get rid of any of them. That, that's the crazy part. The sheriff can arrest the governor. So yeah. the, the crazy part is we, the people need to know how the structure works so that we can make change happen by demanding it. Again, like you said, it's an elected position. So as we know about elected positions, elected officials tend to only care about getting reelected. But you know what? This is when we're at a precipice in America right now where we are seriously in the American Revolution 2.0. And if we don't fight for this country right now, look at this new uh, new bill that they want to pass, a three trillion dollar bill. You and I know that that's a ticket to communism that we will never return from. And yet our the people that we've elected are all working to, against us. And right now it looks like there's only 10 people in D.C. that even still care about we the people at all. And uh, we need to find solutions on the local level. And the sheriff is a big one. And um, what, uh, so where are we now? Yeah. In your, yeah, where are we now in your case? This is so disturbing to me. Uh, well, I know, you know you. Today, McFadden, today McFadden pushed it off another 30 days. And so um, I'll have my next hearing 30 days from now. The government just offered me a plea deal. Um, they, the plea deal is that, I would, um, they'd offer me a class B misdemeanor, the lowest misdemeanor, I guess, with six months probation, a $500 fine. But I have to admit or confess to disruptive and disorderly behavior and conduct. And um, I don't want to be guilty of perjury. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm just to try to take it, take an easy way out. I can't consciously accept this plea because I know that I didn't go down there and do what they're wanting me to plea to, you know? So it's like, okay, so if you'll admit to something that you didn't do, we'll let you off a little easier. But all the government wants mail at the end of the day is for me doing with my hat in my hand, looking at my feet and tell them I'm such a terrible person. You're right. I'm wrong. Joe Biden's a president. Where's the vaccine at? And we'll go sing kumbaya together, you know, I mean, but that ain't happening. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I didn't start this fight to quit it, you know, and I'm not going to back down and I'm not going to be intimidated. And if they want to falsely accuse me of something and they want to throw me in jail over something that I did do, then, you know, I'll wear, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cow to them. Right. But I don't want to go to jail again. Don't get me wrong, because it sucks. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they made it as bad as possible for you guys. Also, that that District of Columbia is totally rogue. 
They're like they're like a, a monarchy. They're like an oligarch. They don't care about we the people at all. They they prove it with how they uh, how they treat us. But here's the other thing. I think they violated all of your civil rights. Oh yeah. I, I think that on the other side, when when I I still believe that uh, that uh, God will God will win this war. It, it's it's God's war. You and I talked about it, and it's people. And uh, we we've lost a bunch of battles, but we will win the war. But I believe that your civil rights and all, everyone's civil rights in there have been completely violated. They've totally oh, yeah. uh, circumvented the Constitution. Uh, and all of those people right now, are, I believe, are criminals. Uh, do you know that um, Vladimir Putin and Angela Merkel both have come out and made statements about uh, that America is holding political prisoners in Washington, D.C., and it's, it's against the Constitution of the United States? And our own government is allowing it to continue is completely unbelievable to me because I was told that the U.S. Marshals could go in there and bust everyone out at any moment. So uh, I'm not really sure why this is going on so long, because I agree with you. The mental um, I followed his case too. the the mental torture that they are putting these people through is unconscionable. And it's funny. These uh, this these demons in D.C. are calling in the United Nations to look at our systematic racism and our human rights violations and all that. Uh, our human rights violations right now are in the District of Columbia. And um, they're like, the, you know what? I'm glad, I, I hate what happened to you, but I know you won't stop fighting and you will never no. give up and you won't stop fighting no. for those other people. There's also a uh, bunch absolutely. of people in there, women, uh, teen, like young guys that are, are barely like our college age and that have been in there for six months that didn't get out. And there's no justification because clearly if they keep postponing, it's because they have no evidence. And I've also heard that um, basically they have, nobody is charged with insurrection and only a couple people are charged with violence at all. And like you said, they were, they were waving people in. Now, what do you think of this farce going on with oh, the yeah. six commission? It must make you crazy. Oh, it's just that, that officer Fanoni guy, I oh, could my tell God. That- I could tell that guy was a communist hack from the minute he opened his mouth, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, I just, I just, I hate it all, but I stand on the ground once again, Mel, that, you know, the truth will come out and we're going to win this. If I was, if I was self-serving in this and I just wanted to make money, I'd, I'd accept this plea deal right here and I'd file a lawsuit against him and I'd walk away with the sack full of money. But that, but this, that's not what it's, this is about. This is so much bigger than me and you right. and anybody. It's, it's, it's the future of our country. You know, it's our children's future right now. If we lose this fight, we're done. We're no. done. I, so, I, you know, you know, it flips the liberals out whenever I say no option is off of the table, you know, and uh, but no option is off of the table, not for the sake of freedom, you know. I mean, well, it's not. Off the table hey, I tell you another thing though, too is yeah, but what? Hey, what about the pipe bomb people? You know, where's the where's that at? Remember They're that is that still just gonna drift? away off in the sunset now oh, was that was that jesse smollett that put those pipe bombs up out there i mean that's the most surveilled city in america today and they're saying that they don't know who dropped those pipe bombs in front of the dnr and c headquarters i guarantee you i bet it was black it's just it's a smollett production from start to finish they wanted the trump people to look as bad as they possibly could right so they they had their plants and they had their choreographed events that took place right and now here we are today and we're all the insurrectionists whenever all we did was go peacefully protest you know yeah meanwhile black lives matter and antifa have have barely even uh gotten in uh anyone no one's gone to really jail for any of that and still continuing we met the pastor from uh from uh, the Polish pastor from Calgary, he had an event, a prayer event with women and children yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday in Portland and Antifa all in their gear. And I saw them in their gear that day on 1-6. You know, there's a lot of footage. They have 14,000 hours of footage that they're not releasing. And then that black cop that got up and said that people were calling him the N-word. And well, show, oh, us, yeah. show 
us your footage. And then the oh, other no. prop that you're talking about, there's pictures of him that embedded in, in civilian clothes. And there's so uh, much evidence. And, at the, and we're at a point. Had a heart attack. You know, skull. It's, being, it's, all, it's all just sensationalism and drama. And it's all BS at the end of the day is what it really is. You know, right. I mean, not to say there wasn't people, not to say there wasn't great cops there that day that were truly trying to do their job and fighting the good fight and fighting back against it. I mean, I saw, you know, the pictures of one of the Capitol, the, the, the cops that were on the Capitol hearing had his, see the pictures of his foot that he had all the stitches in and stuff. I mean, those guys, they, they, they made some sacrifices on that day, but it wasn't people like you and I that were, we right. were, we were the ones that was protecting them. Right. You know, that's something that's not said Mel, is that I spoke to a lot of guys on that day that were fighting those Antifa guys, right. trying to keep them from throwing projectiles and stuff at the police officers, you right. know? Right. I mean, yeah, the worst part yeah. is I think that they were embedded Crazy. there for this. Like I said, I think that this one six was to stop people from ever fighting back against the government. I think it was a you better watch out because this is what we're going to do to you. And also establishing the domestic terrorist thing, turning the Patriot Act, which was illegal anyway, on we the people. It was supposed to be for terrorists. Now it's for me. Thank people like you, us. George. Bush. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, and isn't it ironic that it's called the Patriot Act? You know, wow. It's sickening. <laughs> yeah. Now, because we're patriots, we're domestic terrorists. It, isn't it insane? And, and you isn't know, it? when we get together and we go around, uh, patriots and people who love God and country, they're the best people in the world. Isn't Amen. it so exciting? Amen. You know? And those were the greatest, some of the greatest people in America were there on January the 6th, man. Those were people that drove thousands of miles and took off of work and, you know, bunch of, bunch of poor people like me, you know, I mean, it was just common old red blooded hardworking Americans that yeah. were there on that day. And now the media is trying to say that we were, the enemies of our country. Come on, you oh know. Oh my God, it's the but, opposite. But these these Satanists, these Luciferian folk, they project it. They they are. They know they yeah. are. It's just it's yeah. scary because you and I, you know, we believe in God and 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 that God will prevail. But again, we also believe in evil. And I think the hardest part for most people is to understand that good and evil both truly do exist, and we oh, have yeah. a lot of evil people in our government right now that literally hate we the people they they we are just we're we're whatever's going on they are they are if we don't stand up and do what we can um yeah like you said we're gonna lose this country and this country is great and we're a young country and that's the I saddest know. part you know i know and you know we get caught up so much mel on the po political end of it but as believers and as, as those who understand what the spiritual end of it, right. we know that it's a spiritual battle. It's not, it's, I mean, the, it, the spiritual will manifest itself out into the politics, but the seed of it is a spiritual battle and, and it's the devil, you know? And I mean, yeah. the most of the Democrats are just the devil's foot soldiers and many of the Republicans too, yes. might I add, you yes. know? Yeah. I, I've learned over this journey um, that, uh, yeah, I, I think that the whole system was set up, Republican and Democrat, for we the people to think that we have a choice. But really, the, the leaders have been picked by the puppet masters all this time. The good thing is that because we get out there and we go and we speak and we give people hope and, and we pray with people and all of that, we, we are getting the word out and people are waking up. And I see us more and more as the majority. And it's really... Uh, the two coasts, New York and the Northeast and California from Los Angeles above and D.C. But I think there's way more of us than there are them. There is. You know? Amen. I, without a doubt, you know, I mean, 
Without a doubt. I think that, you know, we just, we really need to try to bring the two sides together. Right. If you, I mean, that really should try to be our heart because you take the Bernie crowd. Everybody talks about Trump getting the election stolen from him, which oh, I believe God. he did. But, but hey, he wasn't the first one. Look what happened to Bernie Sanders back in the Democrat caucus. Remember that? Whenever yes. it took him so long to count all those votes. Right. And Biden just barely squeaked by. Well, but you yeah. see, Bernie Sanders was, I wouldn't say he was as much of a threat to him as Donald Trump, but Bernie Sanders was a threat to the deep state as well. Right. Sanders just didn't call him the deep state. He called him the top 1%. Right. But technically, he was talking about the same people, right. you see. And, and, and that wasn't the first time Bernie got screwed. Hillary, they stole the, the caucus from Bernie back with Hillary in 16, right. you know, right. I mean. Right. Well, you have to wonder why he didn't fight for it, because uh, yeah, that, they, did it, they did it to him twice. But then that's because the they can buy him out and he's right. a weak, weak liberal, you know. Right. And we also know that they have tactics there. They blackmail, they, they bribe, they all of that. And um, at this point, you know, I mean, everything's pretty clear if you if you choose to see it. Um, now, what do you think is happening with this uh, this COVID thing? I mean, uh, we're not going to allow. I mean, we got to fight back on this, too. They can't mandate. Uh, I mean, all of it's the same. It's all the same people. It's all the same power structure. But um, you know. well, hey, may, maybe, you know, the answer to this question, because I can't get this one figured out. So maybe you can enlighten me. Okay. What the hell is President Donald J. Trump doing with this vaccine deal whenever he keeps talking about Operation Warp Speed and bragging about how he was the one that created it? And, right. you know, now, hey, if, if he took the saline solution or whatever and he didn't really take the vaccine, okay, well, that's fine and dandy. But there's a lot of people that are taking the vaccine right now because Donald Trump's been talking about the vaccine, too. So right. he needs to have a come to Jesus meeting. Yeah. And he needs to get his crap straight right. because he could be leading a lot of people down the wrong path right now. Yeah. And if this I, I vaccine winds up to be what is what they say it could be. Right. It could be killing people very soon if it's not right now today. Right. I know. And, and the one thing that um, I've always thought and was told, and I, I, I think we discussed in Branson a bit, was uh, I believe because I've seen the World Health, World Health Organization documents that breaks down all the variants that they have planned out through 2023. Uh, this is, you know, and, and what my understanding is, is that Trump uh, did the vaccine because if he didn't put the warp speed in, in play, that um, they would have kept us down until they had the vaccine approved in 2023. And at that point, the entire middle class would have been wiped out. I don't know. And I feel the same as you because I've had it with this whole confusion. I know that I know what the whole thing's about. It's all about the Great Reset. It was all planned. It's a bioweapon. There's plenty of evidence. Anyone that's tried to go up against the cabal gets destroyed, their lives destroyed. And I agree with you too. I think I think Trump has to has to be straight up with everyone about what is going on because I I as you uh, I believe that he is a good man and a man of God and a man who loves our country and the children. And it is very confusing. The only thing that he is saying is that it should never be mandatory oh, yeah. and it should be your own choice. But also, I, I have a real crappy governor, as you know, that might actually be on his way out for the wrong reasons. He should be going because of the, the d death of 15,000 elderly that should never have happened. But he's one of the governors that uh, said not taking a vaccine from Donald Trump, okay? And he went straight to Pfizer. Yeah. But Donald Trump took the vaccine mm -hmm. first to the military. So my only hope is that the mRNA was switched out. We don't know. And he really needs to, uh, I believe as well, um, clarify what is going on. But other than that- yeah, If he doesn't- if he doesn't step soon, Mel, I don't know how he's going to get, I don't know how he's going to back out of this one politically, you know. I mean, hey, I knew that Dr. Fauzi was a rat from the first time I heard his voice. Oh, me too. But unfortunately, the first time I heard his voice, Donald Trump was handing the damn microphone, right. you know, so... I, I mean, I'm on the president because I'm not. But at the same time, 
I will question everybody. Nobody let me down any more than George W. I know. Bush did. You right. know, I mean, when Bush was in there, I was I was a Bush guy, you know, and look what that sorry son of a buck did, you know. know. Donald yeah. Trump, the only reason why I have supported Donald Trump today is because of his decisions and his leadership. I'm not star starstruck by his celebrity status. No. If he starts failing on those fronts with his decisions and his leadership. I'm going to start questioning him and I'm going to start questioning pretty hard. You know, right. I mean, not not out of arrogance or being obnoxious, but because I'm I'm concerned about my child and his future, you right. know, right. and I know that Donald Trump is concerned about has the same concerns. I mean, I've sat in the Oval Office with him. Right. I, I've talked to him not numerous times, you know. Right. He know he he knows who I am out here, and that's not to boast at all in myself. I give all glory to God. You I know? know, but but damn it, you know we have too much yeah. skin in the game. I think we all feel that way. I do certainly. This week, this weekend, I couldn't even take it looking at the news anymore. I was just like, this can't go on much longer. I mean, we're in, we're at the precipice, and I don't want to lose America, and you don't want to lose America. But with them calling in the UN with prisoners of war in DC with this infrastructure bill that's going to turn our country into a communist nation where immigrants, illegal immigrants are above the people. Something's got to give. So oh my uh, gosh. we got to pray. The dollar, as we always do. The but, dollar right. The dollar right now is just on its way out. Oh now, you know, I mean, well, yeah. look the what they're bank. doing. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Go it's unbelievable. Yeah. So leave the gang with some hope. <laughs> <laughs> Place your faith in your, I'll leave with this, this very center verse of the Bible is Psalms 118a. It's pretty amazing. The, the, the shortest, the shortest uh, chapter in the Bible is Psalms 117 and it's two verses. The longest chapter in the Bible is Psalms 119, and I think it's 172 verses. The very center of the Bible is Psalms 118.8, and 118.8 tells us it is better to put your trust in the, or it's better to trust in the Lord than to have confidence in man. Put your faith and trust in God. Know that God is going to get us through. Right. Win, lose, or draw in this world. As long as a person's washed in the blood of Jesus and your faith is only in the resurrection of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, hey, we win. We win whatever happens here, you know. And in the next world, we're not going to have the same problems. But praise be to God that we can serve God through faith for the short time that we're in this world. We can try to leave an impact for the for the children and the, the generations behind us. And we're in the most historical time in our lifetime right now Absolutely. to do great things. So right. let's do great things. And you are, I got to be honest, you are such a hero in real life and such a Thank nice you. guy. You're so positive. <laughs> no matter what happens to you, you're so positive. I had so well, much fun with you and uh, I will see you again soon. God willing. Amen. And you are, you are a true hero. Are you this going to Grand Rapids? What? 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 What'd you say? Are you going to Grand Rapids? Are you? Grand Rapids, Michigan? For yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, that's so exciting. We got it. <laughs> I love you so much. We'll be there. So yeah, I talked. Oh, cool. Clay. Clay called me. Clay called me the other day and offered me two VIP tickets to go to it. So me and Ramy are going to go. Oh, great! And, uh, I love her too. Oh, it's going to be so yeah. fun. I'm so happy to hear that. I can't wait to give It'd him a be big great. hug. Oh, great! Absolutely. Make everything so much more fun. Really, no matter I, what happens, you, do, you always laugh and have a smile and a hug, and it's the best. Great! Thank I you, man. In Grand Rapids, I, yay! That's awesome. Sounds good. Uh, keep up the good work. I'm going to be pushing you to keep uh, keep fighting because I'll tell you, you you'll make one heck of a sheriff. Hey, so, uh, and if I if I can, if I can plug it, I have a fundraising uh, platform on Give Sim Go. Um, if anybody wants to help me out, I'm, I'm going through a recall right now. Um, the the local the local scumbags. You're um, kidding. 
No, the local dumpster divers here from Otero County have a recall going against me. And uh, so I've got that. I've got another case in the 10th Circuit. Sydney's representing me in the 10th Circuit right now against the Secretary of State. She wrote all my appeals and oh stuff the other day. So I, I have some huge legal uh, battles going, but oh my God. along with the legal battles, there's always a financial strain too. So well, yeah. um, give sin, give sin, go Google Cowboys for Trump or Coy Griffin. And uh, I'll be a good steward of anything given. Oh my God, you are. And I have to tell you, uh, I, had, I, I didn't know that they were trying. Are they recalling you over one six? Is that what they're using? No, they're calling me over a bunch of frivolous stuff that has no ending. Because you're a Trump guy. Because you're a Trump guy. You broke up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're, oh, they're saying that I use my office for my own personal gain and that I recorded videos in my office and just a bunch of stupid crap. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. I'm not really concerned because. The people, the people of my county know who I am. They know that I'm willing to fight and they understand the, the media and the left and the tactics that they use. And this recall is just one of them. Yeah. It's this disgusting what they did to general Flynn lawfare. They try to, they try to bankrupt you. That's what they're trying to do or make you give up and you're not going to give up because you're a fighter. And so where can people go? And we'll put it in the description. uh, Get, get, give send, give send go.com. Give okay. Sam go and uh, just just search for Cowboys for Trump or my name, Coy Griffin, and the page should pop up. Okay, great. We'll put a link in the in the description box. Uh, I hope everyone. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, because you know what? They have all the money. They this is their game they play. They try to get oh, you in lawfare. It's crazy, and we're going to help you out. I'm we're going to raise you. enough money for sure. And I am so excited to see you in Grand Rapids. I could not love a human more. And I will see you soon. Yay. (laughs) All right. Love you, man. Love you too. Talk to you soon. Bye.